Welcome, everyone, to the American Nomad Podcast. I am your host, the American Nomad, Rav Holly. Welcome to the podcast for Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. Anyway, uh, let's see. Well, I'm, I'm kind of struggling here a little bit. Hey, Random Nomad, good to see you, buddy. Thanks, YouTube, for the notification. Yes, YouTube, thank you for the notification. Getting out some notifications. So anyway, I'm a little scrambling here. Uh, I just thought I was going to do the show today by myself, and then lo and behold, I may possibly have a guest. I'm trying to get her her all situated so she can get on the podcast so we can actually have a guest that I booked last minute. So I'm not going to give it away if she doesn't show up because, you know, she's a little, I don't know if she's a little shy. Uh, She's texting me. Sorry, guys. Got to ask her. Got to answer her text. That was sarcastic. I'm thinking on the, that thinking YouTube. Yeah, I, I knew. I'm, I'm glad they sent a notification, though. I mean, anytime they do send a notification, Random Nomad, I'm not going to complain because, you know, usually they don't. So if they do, hey, so happy they did right anyway uh like i said possibility i'm gonna have a guest on here pretty soon she's kind of getting cold feet because i don't think she's done uh i don't think she's done any uh i don't think she's done any podcasts like this maybe i'm not sure uh she's a professional lady she might have <clears throat> oh yeah they oh they didn't is that what you're saying random nomad oh man I get it. You were being sarcastic because they didn't send you a notification. Gotcha. Well, yep, that's YouTube for you. I actually scheduled this way earlier today, Random Nomad, like probably at noon today, uh, Pacific Central Time. So maybe that's why you didn't get it or it may have come through when I scheduled this, actually. Not sure. But when I went live, you'd think that they would notify you that uh, I just went live. It's kind of weird because uh, I'm actually showing zero viewers, but I know I have you here in the chat, Random Nomad, so that's a little bit strange. Not sure how that's what's going on there today. Anyway, uh, I'm uh, hoping my guest joins here. i am uh, got my fingers crossed. Uh, did you hear uh, Random Nomad? Not sure if you made it in. Uh, we had the intro today. So I spent a little time today and got the intro all set up, got a little music going uh, to kind of get this thing back on track because I'm really going to start pushing again to really get it back where it once was and I kind of let it die out. So, oh, I got a comment here. Let's see. Yeah, odd. That's from Random Nomad. Let's see. Still waiting on my guess. I think I missed the intro. Oh, did you, Random Nomad? Well, you'll hear the outro for sure, probably. I've got the outro and the intro set up, so I guess I could run it for you again. But you'll see it if you watch the uh, if you watch the uh, the playback of it.
Well, there we go. Uh, that's what I needed to know. So the guest, uh, I guess she got cold feet. She's not gonna, she just texted me, said she didn't think it was a good idea. So no guests today. All good. It happens. Uh, that's what I've ran into, man, trying to book guests on this podcast. So that's why I just, uh, sit here, you know, and do it myself. Uh, cause it's hard, you know, I, I understand it. It's a weird thing, you know, when people aren't in the public eye and you're asking them to uh, come on a public forum, public show and, you know, say, you know, just be themselves and, you know, everybody's so scared today. They might say something, you know, that might, you know, be viewed controversial or whatever. So everybody's like terrified today to be a guest on a show like this. So I understand when it's live and it's been recorded. So I get it. It's not, you know, it is what it is. I just uh, was hoping we were going to get her on. Uh, She's a friend of mine. I actually met. It's funny. I say she's a friend of mine. I don't even really know her. She's a girl that uh, I should say she's a very beautiful young lady uh, that is a, uh, she's a licensed therapist and she actually lives in Manhattan, New York city. I wore this shirt, uh, for, you know, cause I thought she was going to be on, uh, she's still texting me. Sorry guys. So anyway, sorry about that. Um, it is one of those things. Uh, let's see, Random Nomad. Good to see you, Random Nomad, as always. Did you get your headset? Please tell me you got it. I'm hoping you got your headset. I, I guess you didn't, or you probably would have said something about it. Uh, oh, well, such is life, I guess. Too bad I can't be a guest. You could be a guest for Random Nomad. I have no problem. That's what I'm looking for, a guest. You actually have a couple of YouTube channels, so don't be shy, dude. I've seen you on your YouTube channels. You haven't seen it. Oh, great. Okay. I'll have to pull up the uh, freaking tracking number then and see what's going on because you should already got it by now because it's been like a week ago I sent it out. <sighs> yeah, I'll have to figure that one out as soon as I get off here. I'll send you the tracking number. I'll email you the tracking number, Random Nomad. So hopefully uh, you can see what's going on there with your headset. Because you should have had it by now for sure. Anyway, well, I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, there's not a lot going on in the news. So I was just coming up with something, uh, you know, for the topic today. And if you saw the topic of the show, which is a real, uh, you know, it's a real controversial. You know, the funny thing is, is if you do something controversial, I get people in here. If I just put up some random, you know, something that nobody kind of knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> the only person that shows up is random nomad. It's so funny. But anyway, I, uh, if you saw the, the title of this uh, podcast today, if you saw the title of today's podcast, it's called uh, Tate McRae and Khalid's new music video. So the reason it's named that is because that video actually premiered this morning. And that is one of the last other than Bella's video that I just did. I, got, I had my dog in my lap, so he always puts his head on my shoulder. I got my shoulders dirty. Uh, anyway, uh, 
Tate McRae uh, and Khalid is the last music video that I worked on. One of the last ones I worked on second to the last, and it's actually already premiered this morning. So uh, if you want to go take a look at it, I can't, I can't really show you. I can't play it here or I would uh, because then I'd get a copyright strike, of course. Um, but if you'd like to go take a look at it and kind of see what I do or see the work, you know, the, the, cause I, if you follow me on Instagram, which I don't know if you do random nomad, but if you follow me on Instagram, if you watch my stories, I post a few behind the scene things of the music videos that I work on. So I figured it would be kind of a treat if uh, you actually get to see the finished product, because a lot of times I even forget that these things come out and I don't even, I don't even say anything about them or post anything, but this one was uh, a video music video with Khalid, who I'm actually a, huge fan of his music uh he's this he's a kid from uh he's a a kid from uh el paso texas he's actually a black kid but he's super super talented and he's got several songs that i actually really do like uh it was funny because i posted that i was going to be working uh with uh uh uh, that i was going to be working on this video and uh, I posted that I was going to be working with Tate McRae and DJ Khalid. Khalid, Khalid, Khalid. Uh, so everybody knows who that, uh, some people know, a lot of people know who that guy is. Uh, and then I got to set and I was looking for DJ Khalid and couldn't find him and come to find out it's not DJ. It wasn't DJ Khalid. It was Khalid, uh, the music musical artist Khalid, who I was so glad because Khalid is so much more talented in my, in my freaking opinion, his music's much more, uh, you know, some, what I want to listen to. As a matter of fact, I have some of his music that I've bought, uh, that's in my music list on my phone. Yeah. DJ Khalid, Cal id, exactly. Random nomad. Uh, yeah, I'm an AD. Uh, most of the time I've directed, a few music videos. Most of the time nowadays, though, I'm just an assistant director. I just worked on Bella Thorne's latest music video, did the last two of her music videos as an assistant director, and she's actually the director. So uh, really, she's really come a long way in her uh, directing ability, I should say. Uh, and, uh, it's fun to see her expand as a director because there's certain things directors do and you always know when a director really don't know what they're doing. And, uh, she's been, you know, in front of the camera for so many years, sometimes it's hard for somebody to step behind the camera, but she's really, uh, this last music video, I was very, very impressed with her attention to detail of what she wanted. Uh, I think uh, maybe even the other video that I worked on her with, she was a little bit timid on, you know, really going after what she wanted. But this video, man, she had the vision in her head and she was all over it. And uh, so I'm excited to see what this uh, new video looks like. Uh, Random Nomad says she directs her own videos. Yes. As of late, she actually has an Instagram account that's actually called Directed by Bella Thorne. So you could actually follow that account for the stuff that she's directing and uh, hopefully she'll move into directing movies and stuff. You know, Bella and I are on two different spectrums when it comes to some things, you know, I'm quite a bit older than she is old enough, probably to, I'm old enough to be her dad, maybe old enough to be her granddad. I don't remember how old she is, 
but I'm old enough. I'm a way older than she is. So of course we're going to be on different, different ends of the spectrum on different things, uh, ideology wise and things. But the thing I respect about her is she's a lot like I am. She's very outspoken. Uh, she doesn't give a flying flip what you think she's going to do what she wants to do. And, uh, that means, uh, directorial wise, that means artistic wise, she's going to do what she likes and what she wants to do. And I have so much respect for that in today's culture, because, uh, I don't know, you just got to be careful. Everybody's so scared of doing anything and she is not scared to just do what she wants to do. And, uh, that I respect a lot. Uh, yeah, she's in her mid twenties. I think she's 24, maybe 25, something like that. She's still a young and she was a Disney kid, you know, like Miley Cyrus and so many of the other Disney kids. She was a Disney kid and she's really coming to her own, uh, doing her own thing. And, uh, it's, uh, been really a pleasure to work with her. But anyway, uh, that her video is not the one that came out today. The one that came out today was the video I did with the new music artist that a lot of people haven't heard of, but she's a very talented young lady who I think she is 17, 17 or 18 years old. Uh, let's see. We can actually look this up. This is not going to be a, I could actually find this out really quick. Let's do a screen share here. And, uh, We'll find out if, uh, we'll find out. Let's see. I think she's 17. Here's the music video we did. I mean, it's real, it's garnering a lot of, uh, it's actually garner garnering a lot of attention. So it's, it debuted this morning. Let's see. How old is she? Yeah, she's 17 years old. Uh, born July 1st, 2003. That's insane. She's so talented to be so young. Um, she's really, 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 really talented girl. So, um, and Khalid is already pretty much, he's pretty established, you know, as a musical artist. So it was really, really something special, I think, for him to... Um, uh, let's see if we can find some images here. Mm, I don't see any really good images of her that I was going to show you. Yeah, here we go. She's a typical 17 year old kid. You know what I mean? But she's a, she's got a great voice. Uh, and I think she writes her own music. So it was really, uh, I thought it was really special thing for Khalid to actually, um, do a collaboration with her where she actually is the lead. You know, it's at the music videos named after her. I think she wrote the song and then he's a, you know, a guest artist on the song and the video. And, uh, he's a much more established artist than she is. So it's really a cool thing when you see an established artist, uh, give back to, you know, some, someone that's not quite on their level yet. That's coming up, you know, who knows? She may be like the next, uh, Taylor Swift or, um, What's the, uh, um, Billy Eilish. She not might, you know, good Billy Eilish, I think was 17 or 18 when she broke out. So hopefully Tate, you know, it'd be amazing, you know, if she actually becomes like a huge, uh, you know, 
a huge international star here in the future. I've got high hopes for, I hope, you know, you just never know. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's a, either a stroke of luck, you know, a person gets, they get lucky and uh, all the stars align and everything goes their, their way or it doesn't. Uh, you know, there's been a few girls, a, a few young ladies in the past that I would see them. Madison Be- Beer. Uh, Madison Beer. Does anybody know who she is? Let's see. We'll do a screen share here. Um, there was a young lady a few years ago named uh, Madison Beer. As in B E E R, like beer. And she's, she's, she has, uh, I mean, she's not, I mean, she's got like, a, I don't know, a few million probably Instagram followers. Let's see how many Instagram followers she has. Probably a couple million. No, she's got 25.2 million. So she's a gorgeous girl. Oh, I got to log in. I don't want to log in. Anyway, she's a super gorgeous girl. And, uh, <clears throat> She has been, uh, let's see. Yeah, there, there she is with Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, her and Vanessa Hudgens are good friends. So she's got like all of these other celebrity girls that are good friends with her. But the thing about her is, is to still today, nobody knows who she is really. I wonder how many YouTube follow. I mean, how many YouTube subscribers she has. Let's see. 2.3 million, which is, that's, you know, that's a lot. So it's not that she's never done anything. It's just, she's never hit that level of notoriety that I thought she was going to. This girl's been around for a long time. I remember seeing her back. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Probably back about seven years ago, maybe seven, eight years ago. Yeah, here we go. Nine years ago, she did a cover of Bruno, a Bruno Mars mashup nine years ago uh, 4.1 million views. So, and then her first major Vivo video looks like, yeah, I remember this when it came out, it was seven years ago and it was called melodies. And I remember watching that video and thinking this girl is going to be another Ariana Grande. She's going to be the next Ariana Grande because she was super cute. And then the other thing was Justin Bieber, was helping promote her career when she first came out. She was evidently with a uh, scooter maybe, or I don't know uh, exactly what, but I remember seeing her like on, I don't know, YouTube or Instagram or something with Justin Bieber. And I think Justin Bieber invited her out on stage one time at one of his concerts and she did a duet with Justin. And I just thought this girl was going to be a, an absolutely international big i thought she was going to be like a big 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 huge international celebrity and she's like i said with it you know with the gen z's the gen z they know who she is because she's on tiktok and stuff but she's just never hit that uh you know she's never become like a britney spears or ariana grande or selena gomez or any of those she just haven't she never hit that which is weird because i really really thought she was because she's a she's a very very cute girl she's a very very attractive girl she's kind of got a megan fox look to her she's like a difference between megan fox and ariana grande let's see if i can find an image here of her yeah there we go it's gorgeous gorgeous girl 
I mean, she's gorgeous. So she has the looks, uh, for sure. She has the looks and, uh, I just, you know, here's uh, like a Megan Fox look, you know, reminds me of a young Megan Fox. I just really thought she was going to be a huge, huge international superstar. And still today, nine years later, it's just never completely materialized for her. She's kind of a, like a, a known celebrity to some, maybe the younger crowds, but it's, you know, she's not someone you see like on, um, you know, like mainstream media on a regular basis. I mean, I think maybe they've talked about her on maybe TMZ or something from time to time. I've seen a few little things of her, but not a whole lot of stuff. It's one of those things. It's a weird thing, man, how it works out and or it doesn't. And I think for her, because I watched some of her music videos and it's all about the hook, man. That's why I tell new artists. It's all about the hook. You have to have a great chorus with a great hook that is catchy that people love. And I see a lot of recording artists write songs that are great songs and stuff. But when it comes down to just having that, you know, star quality hook that you just, you know, sticks in your head that you can't get out of your head. Um, they just don't have it. You know, it's a good, it may be a good song, but it just doesn't have that it factor. And uh, that's the magic of being a music artist is being able to re to write a song or record a song that has that it, it factor. And it's just like a movie, man, or a music video or anything else. When we do this stuff, that's why I tell people all the time, like people, you know, love to criticize when a movie comes out and they don't think it's that great or, you know, it just doesn't do it for them. Uh, they love to criticize it and, you know, flame it and, you know, talk smack about it. And I get it. I've been down that road myself, you know, but the thing that people don't understand is, man, when you're creating that stuff, you're working 15, 16, 17, sometimes 18, 19 hour days every day. You have no idea, man. You see little glimpses of stuff. That you go, oh, wow, I think this might be really good. I think we might have something here. But the crew, the directors, the EPs, executive producers, to the talent themselves, nobody knows if it's going to be good or really good until it debuts, until you see it, until it's on the screen and you can go, Oh, that's good. That's a great, that's great. Uh, you just never know. I mean, I worked on, you know, Oliver Stone savages, not the flame that movie. I like the movie. A lot of people don't like the movie. They think it's kind of there, you know, there's some cheesy stuff to it or it's hokey or whatever, but it's got Blake lively in it. Uh, and I like the movie. Um, I, I like it. Does that make sense? I like it. Don't love it. Uh, I watched the movie and I don't see it as like a, you know, like a Martin Scorsese masterpiece. Like we thought we hoped it was going to be, you know what I mean? Like even there's like a gun scene. I remember watching it thinking, oh, that's a little bit, you know, that's a little bit like TV breaking bad. I mean, the movie should be, it's a feature film. You know what I mean? You should have better, be, it should be better. You know, and uh, you just never know. You know what I mean? You just never know until it comes out what you're going to get or what you're going to have. You hope, you cross your fingers and you hope, but you just really never know what you're going to have, you know? So, uh, yeah, when, you know, when we work on these music videos and stuff uh, and they come out, we just never, you just never know if they're going to be good or not. And it's so funny I'm saying this because uh, one of the reasons I stepped back 
here's a little nugget for you guys. Oh, Random Nomad, you you saw Savages, you thought it was good, you liked it. I think it's on Netflix right now. If you've never seen it, I believe it's on Netflix. I may be mistaken there. I think it's on YouTube as well. I've seen it. I've seen it premiering on one of the streaming services. I think it was Netflix that it's on, but you know, it's, 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 uh, it's got its moments where it's, I thought it was really great. And then it's got some, you know, iffy parts about it, but it was good. You know, it's a good movie, but then, you know, on another hand, like I look at like, uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, like a desperado, you know, desperado that came out like back in, uh, uh, oh, you owned it, Random Nomad? Wow. That's amazing. So um, if you look back at Desperado with Salma Hyatt back in, it was like her debut, big debut film with Antonio Banderas. That movie was so hokey and kind of spaghetti Western, but I still love that movie. I love Antonio Banderas's performance in it. I love Salma's performance in it. I fell in love with her in that movie crazy i got to work with her years later right that's like a, that's like f what uh it was very surreal or like a fate thing because man when i saw when i saw desperado i watched that movie like 10 times just because i wanted to see her because she was so gorgeous um uh, and then end up uh, working with her on savages that's crazy she's on she's in savages that's where i met salma i photographed her and that's where i got to uh, meet her in person and hang out with her while we did the media tour, her and uh, the rest of the cast. The only cast we didn't have uh, for the media tours was Taylor Kitsch. And then the other kid, the other younger guy uh, that's British because he was getting married or something. So he was back in England or wherever he's originally from. So we had Blake in New York uh, for the premiere and I got to meet Blake and hang out with her there. Blake Lively. And then the other cast, when we did the world media tour, which I got to go on, which is probably the most magical job I've ever had. I've done a lot of stuff, but that thing was really on a different level that I didn't think it was going to dry up. I didn't think that was going to be the, yeah, and, uh, JT was in it. I didn't think that was going to be the last, first and last one I did. Uh, I was doing it for Getty and I didn't realize Getty was going to, you know, cut their contract photographers loose, like literally right after that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an amazing, an amazing time. We went to 10 countries, 10 different countries, four different film festivals. It was just a, it was a magical little time in my life to get to, and we, the only time I traveled for, I was gone for 33 days. I was gone from LA for 33 days. And the only time I traveled commercially is because I had already had an obligation here in LA and I had to, uh, I had to be here in LA. So I couldn't leave New York city with the cast who was traveling to Europe, who was traveling to France. I had to come back to LA and do my obligation that I had going on here. I had a paid photo shoot going on a big photo shoot for a brand going on here that couldn't be rescheduled or anything. Um, there was several thousand dollars that was dished out by the client to make this happen, make that photo shoot happen. So that obligation had to be done. Uh, and it had already been booked before I booked the media tour for savages, but I had to, I had to figure out and they, the mediature had to let me come back to LA 
And then they booked me a flight on Air France, which was a magical thing because I got to fly from LAX to France on an a, a, uh, Airbus A380, which is the largest jet in the world, which I never figured I would ever get to fly on one of those. I uh, just never saw it, you know, and, or, or saw that or I never I never envisioned, I should say, that I'd get to fly on an A380. And I love planes, so uh, you know, 747s I've been on, so uh, I got to check that one off my bucket list as well, which was pretty cool. And I didn't have to fly. I didn't fly. They didn't book me a uh, – uh, I wasn't sitting uh, – I was sitting uh, in uh, business class all the way over there, so I had this whole little enclosed area. I wasn't first class, but business class is plenty nice for me. I'm just an old poor boy from Texas, so. Uh, I don't really need fancy accommodations, but you know, I don't complain about it when I have them and business class to me is perfect uh, instead of economy. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, Random Nomad says, I don't like planes. I prefer to drive if I can, you know, I'm kind of the same way, Random Nomad, but that being said, I've flown all over the world. I've flown on just about every type of plane you can imagine. And helicopters. I've taken uh, I've taken a plane, I mean a helicopter across France. There's actually a man. We could actually do something here. I don't even. Let's see. Uh, so I can show you if people don't. You know, it's funny because you have a YouTube a YouTube channel, and like this YouTube channel has been around for 15 years now, or something like that. And uh, I don't. You know, there's if people don't really, I don't think they really dig through what's really there. But if you go to, let's see if I can pull this up. You guys can hear me typing. So let's see. Yeah, we'll pull up my uh, we'll pull up my channel here, and uh, oh, Tate's live right now. Oh no, that's me. <laughs> do to do. I forgot what picture I used on this. Uh, anyway, if we scroll down here to old videos, we've come a long way, baby. You can see this video right here from nine years ago. It only has 11,000 views, but that is a video. We'll click on it. And it. Let me just say it's pretty horrendous because nine years ago, as far as video equipment, I had this little camera called the Flip Minnow. I don't know if anybody remembers them. They had like a little USB flip out. You plugged them into a laptop and charged them. A little tiny camera. They were great for what they were, but the problem with them was they were so small and the smaller the camera, the more stabilization you need. And back in those days, there was no stabilization, but you didn't have a video camera in your phone either. So this was as good as it get would get. And it sucks because, man, I look at what I know now and I don't get these opportunities like this anymore. But at that time, man, if I wish I could go back and have like, a piece of equipment that I have now to refilm this. I mean, I could do a whole vlog about this stuff. Uh, even though I couldn't have really done a vlog cause I was working when this was, when I took this video, 
we were leaving Breitling, um, the headquarters of Breitling, and we were flying out to the Paris Air Show uh, by helicopter, by Breitling helicopter. So, it's a little bit loud as far as the music. Let me turn the music down a little bit. But we'll watch through it right there. It's funny because uh, when I first uh, recorded this and I would show it to people, I'd upload it to my YouTube channel and I would show it to people. I'd be like, where do you, I would ask people like, tell me where this is. Like, guess, see if you can guess like where we're at. And it was funny because nobody could ever figure out like where we're at. I mean, my people would say Boston and all of these different, uh, all of these different cities and stuff. And I would be like, I would look at the drivers because we were I was we were chauffeured there and those were the drivers looking at us in the helicopter. So these are our drivers right there. And if you see what they're wearing, there's no chauffeurs in that I don't think that drive like that. Uh maybe. You still see them too off with the long the long coats and stuff. But you can see how bouncy the video is. That's because we're in the helicopter, but it's just uh the video's all bouncy because... Uh, oh, you left some comments on that video, Random Nomad? I watched the video of you flying around Paris, right? Yeah, that's it, Random Nomad. Crazy. I didn't think anybody really saw this. We'll fast forward through a little bit because it's kind of slow. It's like 12 minutes long, which is way too long for this video with a quality of video. But But the funny thing is, is this was working for Breitling in Paris. Uh, and we I did the, the same year did the media tour for Savages in Paris. We were in Paris for the media tour for Savages. So I ended up going to Paris in 2012, I think five or six times that year. And it was great because I got to go... Um, one part here you get to see the awful tower that's what i was going to try to show you guys should see it here to the right right there there's the eiffel tower yeah so that was a really great really great memory for me anyway and uh i put it on my YouTube channel, just because if I wanted as a memory, you know what I mean? If nothing else. Yeah, when you went on hiatus from YouTube a while ago, I was watching all of your older videos. Oh, that's awesome, Random Nomad. I appreciate that, man. How's your new Stacker channel going? You're doing coin stuff on there, right? I kind of looked at it the other day when I was subscribed, but I just, uh, I was in the middle of something. I just remembered I needed to subscribe. So I saw your video come up. I got a notification for your random nomad. And then you were talking about your new channel. So I just uh, took, I ran over there really quick to subscribe. So I wouldn't forget again. Oh, you got 11 subs. Good for you, man. That's how that's, that's how it starts. It's one sub at a time. It's so funny because it's so ha much harder these days to get subs to a channel compared to what it used to be back in the day. Back in the day, man, you could put a video up, and if it was half halfway decent, if it was half-ass decent, you could actually, you know, you could get a bunch of subscribers doesn't really work that way these days. People watch your videos for months and never subscribe. You'll see the same 
demographics and people watching your videos and they'll never subscribe, which the truth is, is subscribers is just an ego boost thing. I mean, if we want to be honest about it, it's really just an ego boost thing. It all depends on your watch time and how much watch time you're getting. That's what, uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, random nomad says you reminded, let's put that on the screen, buddy. You reminded me I need to make a video for the stacker channel. Yep. That's the thing about having more than one channel, man. You got to keep them, got to keep them going, keep them current. It's hard to do. I've got three channels now and I'm, I struggle to get anything up on this one. If it wasn't for this uh, podcast, man, I don't even know. Anyway, I, I remembered, uh, I didn't remember to do this because I thought Allie was going to come on, but I need to start uh, at the beginning of this uh, podcast, let people know that this is being broadcast simulcast to YouTube in the beginning. So from now on, I'm going to try to remember to do this at the beginning. So people understand this because uh, I always just, I, I, as soon as this is over, I will do the audio version of this and load it to, uh, you know, to the, the podcast verse, the multiverse where it goes to podcast. And I mean, where it goes to Apple podcast and Spotify and Stitcher radio and Google podcast and all the podcast conglomerates where you can download it, which just, it's just the audio. There's no video. So if you just want to listen to it, like on Apple podcast, but I think a lot of people, you know, I do this thing and then I, I forget because I forget that, you know, you th I just don't see people listening to it. You know, I don't get that in my head. And then I went in the other day and one of the last episodes I did had over 500 downloads. So people are listening. You know what I mean? So I need to start making a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast, letting people know that I'm actually on YouTube. This is being broadcast live on YouTube, Twitch uh, today. So uh, people understand that, you know, because I'm sure they listen to this going, what is he talking about? So, you know, it's a little bit, I think maybe people are used to that because if they watch the Joe Rogan experience, because his podcast is a vodcast as well. So, uh, but I just think uh, I would, I should put some kind of little disclaimer right there at the beginning, like, Hey, we're live on YouTube. If you're just listening through uh, the audio version of the podcast, just know that uh, you could watch this on YouTube. It's we're live streaming and uh, simulcast on YouTube and Twitch streaming services right now. So if you're just listening, just know that uh, this is actually a vodcast that becomes a podcast because as soon as this is done and over with, I will be uh, uploading it to uh, the podcast, the regular podcast universe, multiverse. How's the weather in Wisconsin? Uh, random. You said it was pretty hot over there, right? I talked to my dad in Texas on father's day and he said it's like 102 degrees over there, which is whew, man. That's the thing I do love about California is the weather. Can't beat the weather. But anyway, I wanted to say, uh, you know, keep an eye out for Tate McRae. Uh, you know, I think I've got, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, 84 today, that's, that's LA weather right there, buddy. That's what we get. That is a typical temperature. 84 is actually a little warm for LA. 84 is like a hot summer, like what we're getting right now. 
I wonder what the day was. Let's let's actually look. Let's see what the high was today. Uh, but 84 sounds about 84, 85 sounds about right for LA today. It's 73 right now. And oh, there's no way to look back on what the high was today. It's already passed. Oh, at three no, I'm sorry. At 3 p.m. it was uh 79 degrees. And tomorrow, Thursday is a high of 79. Friday's a high of 79. Uh, Saturday, 81, Sunday, 82, Ooh, Monday, 86. And then Tuesday is a freaking heat wave, dude. 88 degrees high, a low of 66. So it's going to be warm, warm, warm. So 88 degrees for us in LA is like, we're dying. We're like, oh my God, it's too freaking hot. We die. Cause most of the time we get somewhere around mid seventies. Uh, low to mid seventies. A lot is what a lot of California weather is on a daily, but we do, uh, we will get probably a week of nineties to a hundred random nomad. Usually seems like, uh, March, April, May, June, July, July, August, you know, July, August. We usually have like a heat wave of like a week in there somewhere where we get up around a hundred. And uh, it doesn't usually doesn't last that long, but it's usually pretty painful for people here in L.A. for the simple fact that because we're so close to the water and we're so close to the ocean, a lot of people don't have air conditioning. I mean, a lot of people don't have air conditioning. And if you remember Random Nomad, my long, long time viewer, uh, my office, which was four times as big as the one I have now. But my office at SVO Enterprises, when I was a creative director there, uh, before right before the pandemic broke out, um, where I lost my job, um, that job anyway, uh, my office didn't have any heat or air conditioning. So in the wintertime, I froze to death in my office. And in the summertime, I was dying of heat. So it made it very, very uncomfortable to do the podcast, even though I did it because it would be super, super hot in my office, even though it would cool down pretty quickly once the sun went down. But uh, it was miserable in there during the day because it was just so freaking hot because there was no air conditioning. And I, I have friends here in L.A. or uh, in the O.C., Orange County. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, my old boss, Ken Pavia, uh, the owner used to be the owner of MMA agents that I worked for. He has like a, I don't know, a 2.5, $2.7 million house right in downtown, uh, Huntington beach, beautiful, beautiful area. You know, it's just one of those little beach looking like two story thin houses, a really nice little house though. It's not that big. I think maybe, maybe 1500 square feet, 2000 square feet, something like that. No air conditioning, no air conditioning, no central heat and air. Uh, it may have heat. I can't remember. Might have heat, but I know it doesn't have any air conditioning. And when I moved from Texas, I could not believe that a house that cost over a million dollars that's fancy. I mean, it's a fancy, somewhat fancy little house. It didn't have any air conditioning. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? But you know, that house literally sets about, I don't know, maybe a thousand yards 
from the beach. I mean, the beach is right there. You can literally walk from his house to the beach within five minutes. It's right there. Uh, so I think that's the, that's the thought process behind it. But with, uh, you know, with temperatures, when it gets up around a hundred, man, the, that house, that water, you know, it's still freaking hot. It still would get hot, but you could just walk right down to the water, which was crazy. You could walk right down to the ocean and man, the wa- the wind coming off the ocean, be nice and cool, cool, cool you right down. Just like Vegas, most places don't have heat. Yeah, exactly. Or fireplaces. One thing you never see in Vegas is houses with fireplaces. If you see a house in Vegas, this is another gem for you. If you see a house in Vegas, Random Nomad, and it's got a nice fireplace, that's a major flex right there because they'll probably never use it. They have a fireplace, but they probably never use it. Maybe in the wintertime. Now, don't get me wrong. It's crazy because... uh it gets freaking cold in Vegas, man. I've been in Vegas when there's snow on the ground, brother. And we were shooting there. We were shooting in Vegas and had girls in bikinis out at the pool and um, of this mini mansion in Vegas. And we had girls all out at the pool, probably six to eight girls out at the pool. And we had to frame our frame just right. This is back years ago. This was 2000. 2004, 2004, 2005, maybe probably around 2004, 2005. And we had to frame our frame up on the girls at the pool because where the fence was, we were up on it. We were up elevated way up like on a crane looking down. So we had to frame it up. We wanted to get this wide shot with like the desert in the back and the mountains or the, you know, the, the Las Vegas Hills that are out there in the back with the, you know, with the horizon and everything. We actually, we got the shot, but we had to really frame it upright because the problem was, is over the fence of the backyard of this house, there was snow all the way up against the fence on the, on the outside. There wasn't any on the inside because we cleaned it off. But on the outside of the house, the, the embankment thing, uh, that was the, 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 the grass between the back fence and the curb of the, the street, which was this area, grass area, it was covered in snow. So when people say it doesn't snow in Vegas, wrong. It does snow in Vegas and it gets cold as a in Vegas. I've been there when it's freezing cold, like 30s overnight. Yep. That's it was probably down around, I don't know, it wasn't, you know, low 30s. It's probably 34, 35, which is a degree below freezing. There's mountains in Vegas. They are like 1,800 feet above sea level. Yeah. I've been all through those. Uh, all through those random nomad. Some of my some of my vlogs and my vagabond days channel is uh, going through Vegas and stuff. Even with my, myself and my old girlfriend Casey, we because people don't realize this. It's crazy when I think back about it, or I think about this. My last girlfriend Casey, um. Uh, that she was on my Vagabond Days vlog on my other channel that's now Nomad News TV. Um, she lives in Vegas. She lives in Henderson. 
So even when we were dating, she lived in Vegas and I left, I lived in Joshua tree at the time and I would leave Joshua tree and drive through the California preserve through the Mojave desert to Vegas. Uh, it's a different way to go. Uh, I cross I 40, you know, I'd go cross I 40 and then all the way through the California preserve, uh, and then hit 15, I believe. Yeah. Hit uh, I 15 and then straight into Henderson. Oh, wow. You used to work in Henderson random nomad. That's crazy. Just like it can snow in Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah. It snowed in Joshua tree. Uh, when I lived in Joshua tree for three years, I came out one night, um, during the winter time and just randomly came out one night. wasn't thinking too much about it. And I came outside and the ground was covered in snow and there was about, I don't know, six inches probably probably six, seven inches of snow on the hood of my truck. My truck was covered. My Land Rover was covered with snow. I was amazed. I actually took a picture of it. I have it on one of my phones somewhere. Used to work in uh, Henderson Random Nomad. You've been everywhere, man. I, you're from Wisconsin though, correct? I knew you've been traveled through Arizona and stuff. It snowed in Dolan Springs, Arizona. Yeah. Well, if you get up to the Flagstaff area, People don't know this about Arizona, but like, uh, I used to, every time I used to live, I, I used to live in Dallas for years and driving from Dallas to Vegas. Cause I worked in Vegas a lot all the way back in, you know, like early two thousands, uh, driving from Dallas to Vegas. It's like a 16 hour drive, something like that. Shit. I can't remember. It takes a minute to get there from Dallas, but you go through Flagstaff. Uh, if you go, you go through, oh, used to go over the Hoover Dam through Flagstaff. And it was funny because we would leave Dallas and it would be freaking 85, 90 degrees in Dallas. We'd drive all going to Vegas. We'd check the temperatures in Vegas, hot, hot, hot in Vegas. We would go through Flagstaff during the night because that's a lot of times when we would hit Flagstaff at night and we would end up having to pull over because it was snowing so hard. And so we would pull over and just find a place to park on the side of the freaking road, uh, which was I-40. It's I-40. It goes through Flagstaff. You lived in Prescott for a bit. Wow. Oh, you're originally from Minnesota. You're from Minnesota. Uh, been all through Minnesota, man. From Austin, Minnesota, which is south of the Twin Cities to St. Paul to uh Gosh, is it Grand Rapids? That's Michigan. It's uh, I'm trying to remember some of the towns. St. Cloud, Minnesota. It's a little uh, that's a little um, college town, just right northwest of Minneapolis. Let's see where else did I go? Moorhead, Minnesota, which is basically Fargo, North Dakota. They're basically almost like one town. When you get on the main drag going through Moorhead. When you end up at the end of the drag, you're in Fargo, North Dakota. You're in a whole different city and state. Used to work up there all the time, man, back in the 90s. All the time. Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. I would go through all three of those states. And I would usually start in Michigan, right south of Detroit, and I would drive. I was driving. And I would drive to every town that had over probably about... 15 or 20,000 people, every town in the state uh, of Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. 
I mean, just Farmington, let's say, got all those towns up there. And then you get into, I, it's funny because I spent so much time in Minnesota and which is so funny because if you go from uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then to Minnesota, um, which is the way I did. I would go Michigan and then I'd go to Wisconsin. Go, I'd start in Austin, uh, down south of Detroit. Then I'd work my way up. I'd go to uh, Ann Arbor. I'd go to Flint. I'd go to Grand Rapids, work my way up all the way to Gaylord, Michigan, and then across the Mackinac Bridge over to uh, Escanaba and then down to Iron Mountain. And then I'd jump across the state line into Wisconsin to gosh, what was it? Appleton, Wisconsin, Appleton, and then Grand Grand Rapids, and then down to Manitowoc, uh, Oshkosh, all right there on the, the Great Lake, Lake Michigan, and then all the way down to Milwaukee, and then I'd jump over to Austin, Minnesota, Austin, Minnesota, and then um, all the way up to my last place would be Moorhead, Minnesota. And I would spend about a week in each state driving from place to place. Yeah, Farmington is further south. Yeah, I can't remember. I was thinking it was I was thinking it was up closer to Pawnee. Yeah, I get them mixed up. Appleton, Wisconsin is southern Wisconsin. Yep. Wait, Appleton's up at the, I thought Appleton was up at the top. Like, uh, I was thinking that was the first, my first stop when I come across, uh, from Iron Mountain was Appleton. Let's see, USA map. Pull up a map here so I can look at it. Hmm. Let's see. Man, I forgot I haven't eaten today. My stomach is letting me know. Oh my gosh. So such bull crap, dude. These maps these days are just so bad. Like where's the maps with all the towns with the real towns on them. Hmm. Oh, green Bay. Yeah. How to forget green Bay. Yeah. This mapping worth crap either. Cause it doesn't, they have the big cities, but they don't have like the real tiny little towns. It's so weird. Like this day and age, you can't find a decent map. You know what I'm saying? Like a road map, like an atlas. Let me try a road atlas. What was the old uh, maps uh, that we used to have? Rand McNally. And McNally map. There we go. That should have like a good map, I'm hoping. Let's see. He can't even read it. So crazy, man. That's so crazy. Cause like back in the nineties, when first the internet first came out, man, you could, that was one great thing is cause you could just pull up a map and look at things on a map. Cause the maps made it onto the internet. Now, if you want to see something on a map, it's impossible to find just a great map. So weird. Like that's one of the first things you really get to look at was they put it all of the, you know, the road stuff. You could just pull up a map like an or, or actually on uh, like a uh, maps 98 or windows maps 98 or whatever. Is that what it's called? Let me see. 
It was a CD-ROM. Microsoft. I want to say it was Microsoft. You know, it was like a '96. Sure, that's what. Yeah, Microsoft Maps '98. See, I knew there was. Uh, that's what I had, man. I had the little. Uh, I had so crazy. So this is what I had of this bundle. It's vintage, man. How crazy is that? This is what I had. Oh, these are National Geographic. That's not what I had. What I had was Microsoft. It was a red, 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 R-E-D. It was a red disc. And it said, micro, it said Microsoft. And it came with a bundle, I think. Oh, Streets. That's what it was. It was Microsoft. There it is. So there's one on Amazon. Microsoft, are you? Oh, you guys can't even see this because I'm not sharing the damn screen. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I pulled it up on the wrong, the wrong browser. But anyway, yeah, it was Streets '98. That's what it was called. Um. So when I was traveling all up in there and I was driving everywhere, that's what I had to use was uh, Streets '98. Uh, and I had like an old IBM ThinkPad, which at the time was a brand new IBM ThinkPad. Yeah, MapQuest. I don't even remember that I know of Windows 98. Yeah, so it was uh, Windows. Let's, I'll show you here in just a second. Random no math. Yeah, let me bring it up. Let's see. It was Streets 98. Microsoft Streets 98. Or Expedia. This is a download. This is not what is. Let's see if we can look at images. I just found one. Here we go. This was it. Bam. That's exactly what it was. So this would give you the entire United States. And then um, it actually, I want to say it came with Windows 98. Is how you got it. It's part of Windows 98, if I remember right. It was like a bonus thing you could get. And unless you were traveling and stuff, you really didn't need it. But, man, it was a freaking lifesaver for me because uh, I was traveling all over the United States at that time. Yeah, this is the disc. And uh, I had an old IBM ThinkPad. Let me think. See if I can find one. That thing looked like a brick, but it was expensive. I think it was $1,499 back in those days. I don't know. Um, I don't even know if they make that anymore. I'm sure they do. It was actually a cool little computer, though, because it had a, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had like three versions of it. So I had this one here was the first one I had with a little tiny shitty screen and then i got a better one this one came out and then my last one was this one which i guess was this one so that was the last thinkpad i had and what i did like about it is it had this little i don't know this little cursor thing there that had like a it was like an eraser but it was like rough and that was your mouse that's how you navigated you moved around you moved your uh you know, your cursor around on the screen. You didn't touch this. You touched this. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, and that's, and it had a CD over here. So that was my, I had one of these installed in my truck, like a cop kind of with a, I had a, I don't know what thing that held the laptop in it. 
and it was bolted to the floor of the truck. And I carried one of these and it had Microsoft Streets 98 on there. And that's how I had, that's how I found my way all over the United States. Let's see. Um, Let's see here. Let's bring back some memories. Hmm. Yep. There it is. Can't read it. It's too blurry. Can't read it. There's maps, but you can't read any of them. So crazy. None of these are readable. Pisses me off, actually. That's Minnesota. Oh, you had Mac. You had Max growing up by Random Nomad. Look at you. Uh, that's Wisconsin. But I don't know. It's big enough. There we go. See, so, yeah. So here's our, here's Escanaba. So this is where I would come up uh, through the UP of Michigan, go over to Escanaba, and then down to Iron Mountain. And then I would start down this way. I'm trying to remember my first stop over here, though. Oh, well, I can really sit now. There's Iron Mountain. What are these? These are like all... Okay, there's Green Bay. I don't recognize any of these names. Uh, Nigeria, I remember. Nigeria, I remember that. God's been to... Oh, there's Appleton. Yeah, you're right. It's down... Uh, Oh my gosh, it is that far down. But it was my first stop, actually. Okay, so there we go. I see now, because there's Green Bay. But my first stop was I would drive down. I don't remember that. I was remembering it wrong. So I would leave Iron Mountain and drive straight down. And my first stop would be Appleton. So I'd go to Appleton. And then I would have to leave Appleton and make this weird trip out to Wisconsin Rapids. I'd go to Wisconsin Rapids, and then I would drive back to Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, Sheboygan, Manitowoc, up to Green Bay, and I believe that was it. And then I would turn around and drive down to Menominee or whatever it's called, and then on into uh, Milwaukee. And I'd go over to Madison. I loved Madison, a little college town. Really nice little college town, a lot like uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, kind of. Got the same vibe. I'd go to Kenosha, Milwaukee, yeah, all those places. See if we can, uh, there we go. Yeah, I'd even go to Eau Claire, uh, Hayward. I'd go to Hayward. Just trying to remember. Lacrosse, I go to Lacrosse. Uh, yeah, I get all of these little towns, a lot of these little towns. Good times. Many, many moons ago now. Sometimes it seems like yesterday and then sometimes it just seems like years and years ago. Which I guess it is years, 20 years ago. Yeah. Madison is really cool. I had a lot of fun in Madison. I'd always end up in Madison on like a weekend and it was a little party town. I remember, uh, 
I'll tell a really quick story. I think I've told this on a past podcast. So one night I got into Wisconsin from Michigan and uh, I never, there was some things in Michigan. If you're right around like uh, the top of Michigan, like the, this, the burbs right North of Detroit, let's find uh there was a little town up there like by uh, where the old Pontiac stadium was or Pontiac. Yeah. Yeah. Pontiac stadium, the old uh, Detroit line stadium. There was a little town up there that was kind of a, had some good bars and stuff that I would stop in at some time. Madison is not a small town, like 250,000 lived there. That's a, that's a tiny little, that's a tiny little town, random nomad where I'm from Lubbock, Texas is I consider a tiny, tiny town. And that's about the same population. Let's see. Uh, let's see what the population of uh, Madison, Wisconsin is. Uh, let's, uh, dang it. Two hundred sixty-three thousand, so thirteen thousand more than you even thought, random no man. And so that's even bigger than Lubbock, where I'm from. But Lubbock's right around two thirty, I think, two hundred thirty thousand. Where my hometown, which I figured, I, Lubbock's like little tiny town. Let's see, there's a big university there though too, as well in Lubbock, Texas Tech. It's the largest university land-wise in the United States. Let's see Lubbock, Texas population. Two, oh my God, they're literally like the exact same damn size. Is that nuts or what? Two hundred sixty-three thousand six hundred forty-eight for Lubbock. Oh man, it went back too far. That's crazy. And two hundred sixty-three thousand three hundred thirty-two for what? So there's a hundred more people in Lubbock than there is Madison, Wisconsin. That's insane. Oh, God, I just hit my earphones. Love it when that happens. So 263,648, 263,332. Madison, Wisconsin's 263,332. And Lubbock is 263,648. So a little over 300 more people in Lubbock. And here's the big city of Lubbock, dude. Downtown. Yeah, I've been in the I've been in the top of that building when I was a little kid. And in 19 and I remember it's like 21 or 22 stories tall, man, and I thought I was, man, I thought I was, woo. I thought I was way up there. And uh yeah, it's a little tiny building. I've been I was in the old World Trade Center that got knocked down on 9/11. So uh, I've been the top of that thing before it got knocked down. So I've been in the top of some really tall skyscrapers and this is it, this isn't one of them. But yeah, Lubbock, my hometown, is the same size as Madison. Like, I've lived in Dallas. I lived in Dallas for many years. So, you know, and then uh, moved to L.A. And it's so funny because I, you know, Dallas is like, I don't know, two or three million people. But when I go back to Dallas, Dallas feels so small to me. And then funny, because I spent time in Mexico City a few years ago, spent some time in Mexico City, 
Dallas is a beautiful city, though. It's got one of the greatest skylines. It's voted like one of the greatest skylines in the United States. But when I um, was in Mexico City, uh, it was for the Savages tour. I was working down there and uh, came back to L.A. L.A. seemed small from Mexico City. That's crazy. Mexico City is a whole different kind of large. Anyway, dude, it is a uh, that hour has flown by so fast, man. It's crazy. Look up Oakdale, Minnesota. That's my home. Okay, let's look that up. Random nomad. Give me a second. Let's uh, pull it up. Oakdale, Minnesota. Uh, that's funny you say that because I went to Oakdale. Uh, I went to Oakdale elementary school in Amarillo, Texas, when I lived with my grandmother. Let's see. Uh, Oakdale. Let's pull it right. Let's pull it Oakdale, Minnesota. Oh, I, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, I've been through there. Yep, I've been through there. Because it's right there, uh, southeast or southwest of St. Paul, right? Man, I used to go all over St. Paul. St. Paul, New Brighton, Spring Lake. I uh, went to all those Shoreview. Went to all those little towns. Bloomington, New Hope, Camden, Jordan, Brooklyn Center. Yeah, I went to all those little towns in Minneapolis. And I started in, uh, I would start in, I want to say it was Austin, Minnesota. It was my first stop coming across from, uh, is that wrong? Why is all, I mean, I don't even, that's just what I have in my head is Austin, Minnesota. I could have swore and it was on 35. Cause there's new market and I would come up 35 and I cross the state line. I could have swore there was an Austin, Minnesota, like right along 35 here. It was my first stop. It might've been Apple Valley. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up. I know it started with an A. Hmm. Is there not an Austin, Minnesota? I could have swore there was. Yeah, Austin, Minnesota. It's just not showing it on the map. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, that's okay. That's what the deal was. It's way down south. So that was my first stop was Austin, Minnesota right there. And I remember coming across from Michigan in the winter one time. And, uh, I got to Austin, Minnesota, and it was probably about six thirty, five thirty, six o'clock. And it was already dark, dark, dark. It was the dead of winter. It was probably about 10 or 15 degrees below zero, but it didn't really seem that cold because the wind wasn't blowing at all. It was perfectly calm and perfectly still. And I had to get a ladder off my truck and set it up on the shopping center there and crawl up on the roof uh, 
and crawl up on the roof and change or check the uh, package unit and change the filters in the air conditioner, which was part of their preventative maintenance contract I had to do for them. Um, and the, all the air conditioners were snowed under. They didn't remove the snow. The, I, I had to, I literally had to wade my, wade my way through like almost over my knees, snow that was over my knees to find the air conditioner. And I kept tripping over gas lines and everything else that was running across that roof that I couldn't see, but I was all decked out in my snow gear and everything. But the, the uh, story I was going to tell was in Wisconsin one time. Um, I literally uh, coming into, I'm trying to remember where I was. I can't remember what little town it was. I think it was Wisconsin Rapids, maybe. But I stopped for the night and ran into these. I went to a little bar that looked like a freaking house. It didn't even really look like a bar. It looked like a house. But it ended up being like this little village town bar. And uh, I ended up meeting these guys. And they were buying me shots because I was from Texas. And they were like, really interested in knowing what I was doing up there. And I told them I was working. So we ended up buying shots and partying a little bit. And then we went out and then they took me over to their house because they had snowmobiles and we went riding snowmobiles all the way through the freaking forest or the lands. We were riding through the damn. It was crazy. There was like roadways out there in the middle of the damn forest signs telling you which city to get which city which way it was and everything and i'd never ridden a snowmobile in my life and we're drunker and shit out there riding snowmobiles and then uh i can't remember what the question was but i said something to those guys about you know well to get the least at least we're just snow billing and, you know, drinking. At least we're not driving a car. So we don't have to worry about the cops. And they laughed and they go, Oh yeah, you do. There's cops out here patrolling too. And you'll get a DUI or you'll get a freaking snowmobiling while intoxicated. I was like, what? That's crazy. But yeah, we had a, we had a great time that night, dude. I could not keep up with those guys. They were going like 80 miles a damn 80 miles an hour on those damn snowmobiles, man. And I'd never ridden. I didn't know where I was. So I didn't really feel comfortable going over about 50, 55, 60. And so I was having a hard time keeping up with them. So they kept out and stop and wait on me. It was a weird deal, but I had a good time and it was freaking cold, man. Holy crap. It was cold, 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 cold. All the lakes were froze over. People were ice fishing. Apple Valley, big difference than Austin, Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. All right, buddy. Thanks for hanging out with me, Random Nomad. I truly appreciate it, man. It's always good to see you. Have a good weekend. And as a matter of fact, when I get off here right now, uh, look for my email because I'm going to email you. I'm going to check the... I'm going to check the freaking uh, tracking number on the, that headset, and then I'll send it to you as well and see what's up with that because you should have got it by now unless there's something crazy going on. I mean, I just say it went regular ground, but I think see, sent that thing out like last week. Shouldn't have taken that long. But anyway, uh, look for my email here in about 10 minutes, Random Nomad, because I'm going to check that as soon as I get off here. That way I don't forget about it. 
So don't 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 hang up yet cuz uh we got we got special stuff today. Let me go back here, find it. There we go. So you'll probably you might remember this random number. Let's start a little I got a I got a new soundtrack for the podcast. So we'll start a little music up there. And uh I don't have to say this anymore because we actually have the real outro now. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is. Peace, positive vibrations, peace and chicken grease. There we go. Have a great week, guys. Uh, we'll see you back here, hopefully Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bow, chicka, wow, wow.